you imagine? I can, and it's horrifying. I've really gambled with a lot of <laughs> conversation choices on this opener, haven't I? Yeah, this is one that's not going to happen. I'm going to need to edit that. I'm going to need to edit out my whole intro, aren't I? That seems to be the case. Uh, <laughs> okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to Books with Bastards. We're, we're trying something a little new here today. Uh, we're going to do a mini-episode as our uh, first and foremost bastard, Mallory, caught COVID, and then our mysterious lump, Asa, caught COVID, and now they're both out of town for some sort of baby shower, and they've left us to our own devices, so... They, I, we should be clear, they were cleared of COVID before going to the baby shower. That was last week. <laughs> That's the fair. The baby shower is out. It, it's week. good that you bring that up. Anyways, uh, so replace or filling in for our first and foremost bastard today, we've brought in a... Old show guest, uh, Morgan, mother of Bastard. Say hi, Morgan. Hello, everyone. Why do you look so nervous? You've been here before. You know what's up. It was terrifying then. It's terrifying now. All right. Well, good to know. Speak louder. <laughs> and uh, filling in for our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb, is our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb. So ever-present, I'm here when no one else is. <laughs> I forgot to introduce myself. I'm your technical bastard, Zach. Hello. Uh, and filling in for Asa today, we have brought his mortal enemy, Mallory and Asa's cat, or according to him, Morgan's cat, <laughs> Margo. What will we even have be? a tiny chair that we've put a white claw in for her. What will soon be my cat, Margo? Oh, no. Is this what's happening? I told them as soon as I get a house, I'll take Margo so Asa doesn't have to suffer. How are we supposed to bring her to the podcast every time we want to do I a video? I think it's going to be Let Asa keep her. Oh. I mean, at least that's occasionally what Mallory says. Oh, okay. I understand. All right. Anybody. Anyways. <laughs> anybody help me. Uh, anyways, so today, to really hammer home uh, the level of... Uh, you know, professionalism we're bringing today. I have brought Goosebumps, Welcome to Camp Nightmare by R.L. Stein. We're going for a shorter episode today, ladies and gentlemen. I, th- I think it's Steen. Steen? I don't, right. I'm 100% certain it's not Steen. It's Darren Steen Bears, actually. Oh my God. If you Mandela. No. You, you want to talk Zers, about. Get out of here. <sighs> what am I? I don't know. I don't. I, I actually. I truly don't know. Fans, let us know. <laughs> what generation is Caleb in? We've never told you. No, we have told you his age. Did we? No. We've we discussed discuss that he's old episode. enough oh, to right. drink. We did cover that. Yeah, that's true. Born in 2001, <laughs> but I don't know what that makes me. Mm-hmm. I'll resent it either way. Uh, we'll do a quick drink corner uh, for the kiddies so they know what's going on. Uh, Zach, what do you have? I have my usual Huckleberry Pucker. I uh, I didn't try today. None of us here thought ahead far enough to make drinks like Mallory, the actual adult of the group. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Morgan, what do you have? Uh, seeing as Mallory and Asa have left their beer fridge without any BL smoothies for me, I am enjoying a ruby grapefruit white claw. And what's that you got on deck? Oh, I also have a Modelo sitting on my right. Of course. And what does Margo have? Margo is also enjoying a white claw of the ruby red flavor. Perfect. And Caleb? I have nothing. Caleb's going to be our resident child of the day. I am usually. I don't have a follow-up joke for that. I should have planned better. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Well, uh, so we've. I wanted to run this by whoever exists in our audience at this point. Uh, we're trying to come up with a little bit of a name for this sort of spin-off mini episode. Uh, Morgan has come up with the actually really well done novellas with novella with nuisances. Novellas with nuisances, yes. Yeah. Yes. That one's a little bit more of a mouthful than Books with Bastards, but it, it's got some class. That's pretty good. And Caleb can introduce his. Oh, uh, what did I say? I believe it story was. Storylines with, with Stupids. Story Times with Stupids. Oh, Story, story Times with Stupids, yes, yeah. thank you. The Flows off, flows out of the mouth. intro that I believe has been cut. Oh, it's for sure going to get times cut. Story Times with Specials. No. <laughs> 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 Why would you bring it up again? <laughs> They're never gonna know. Yes, they. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> All twenty of our fans. I'm gonna gamble. God, you're shooting so high. We got we got our beta tester listener right now. For those of you out here who don't know, we're uh, we recorded these first uh, eight now eight and a half episodes long before we've released them, and uh, we have one uh, our beta tester Amanda. A good friend of the show who uh, listens to all of our episodes and tells us, hey, maybe do better. We're not on episode 20 yet? No. Oh. No. Oh. We'll have to quit the show then. That's so far away. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. <laughs> anyway. Ace is going to have to go solo to ramp up the interest. <laughs> Ace is going to have his own solo spin-up show. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I can, and it's horrifying. He's in here when no one else is here. Just screaming into a microphone. (laughs) It's not plugged in for six hours. He's practicing loon calls for eight hours. Did he do it? I don't remember. He did part of it. He actually did it for our Elder God chant. Oh, yeah. At the end of episode seven. Solid. All right. uh, So today we are talking about uh, Welcome to Camp Nightmare, a Goosebumps book. By R.L. Stein. I thought this would be a fun way to dive into the kitty book pool. Caleb, it's weird that this foot is... is too close to my foot. Well, put your foot on the other side. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Morgan and Caleb are mortal enemies, and I've decided that they could co-host this podcast with me. Yeah, we brought Ace's <laughs> mortal enemy, Margot, and then we're here, and this is the hostile room. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, so this book is... Um, you know, I don't want to knock R.L. Stein at his kid's book, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it's maybe not on par with some of what we've read up to this point. <laughs> it's maybe not up to snuff. A wild review. That might have been a uh, real touchy subject. You That's just brought controversial. Upon some, yeah, very controversial there. You know, as Mallory's told me, if they don't like our review, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She didn't say that. I wow. said that. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so, Welcome to Camp Nightmare is, uh, a shorthand is, a uh, kid goes to a scary camp. I, I don't know how to tell you this, but this book takes some weird turns and explains so, so preciously little. It's... What level of weird are we talking? Are we talking, like, Camp Cult from YouTube? Are we talking, like, that Zack and Cody movie where they go to a twin camp? What level of weird are we What the actual about? fuck are either of those things? <laughs> no, all right, never mind. How scared are we talking? We talking Zach and Cody in the haunted hotel you know, room? I could see this being Oscar a concerning story for an eight-year-old. <laughs> in concerning in a different way for an adult. Yeah. All right, let's, let's just dive right in. So our main character is Billy. You want to know about his character traits? So do I. They don't come up. 
Got it. Is he, is, is he like a bedwetter or anything? No. Oh. He's there. All right. I'm glad Billy we have this character. I guess he does have, I mean, he does muster up the minimum amount of bravery to defeat the book. I really? Think, I think it's for kids to impose themselves onto the character. I think, think it's... Think of literally uh, any Billy that you've met and picture that in the book. I'm just yeah, I think they're about 10, maybe 12 years old. Things. No, I'm just uh, picturing Billy from Billy... Uh, Billy and Mandy's Adventure. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God, that show's amazing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> great show. It's a classic. That is the worst human being I think I've ever seen. Yes. Billy's a fucking lunatic. Not That's not this Billy. But we can put him in his outfit. All right. <laughs> striped shirt. I did picture him with a striped shirt the whole the time. striped blue shirt going sideways to make him look lighter. Red baseball hat. Giant Shorts. fucking nose that's just oozing boogers like 90% of the time. I don't think that that doesn't come up. That last part is probably not part <laughs> of the story. I imagine him as a snotty sure. kid. All right. Well, you know, that is your prerogative in this instance. So he's our first character, and he starts on a bus heading to Camp Nightmoon, where he is riding alongside fellow uh, future camp enthusiast, Mike, whose traits are a wimp. All right. Okay. So I guess he's he, he's it. described as chubby and with the face of a bulldog, and is a bit of a wimp. So, so the like, side character got some traits described. Oh, all the side characters get a very minimum amount of traits. Don't get attached to any of them. This is every okay. child's movie duo. You have the main character who's nothing. And his lumpy sidekick. And his lumpy friend. Who's <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of funny. No. Weirdly. No, he's not. Or dies. I never had a lumpy friend. God, Mike Mike doesn't make it to, you know, most of my friends, I think I was the lumpy friend. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. <coughs> like, I was more aggro than a regular lumpy friend, but I was the lumpy friend. <laughs> Look at me. In case you Man, Margot really could not give less of a shit oh, about no, this Margo's book. Like, let me out of this Margo is, has a refined palate. <laughs> That's fair. I know, she's like, this book You sit comfortably it. through all the fancy books, come on. <laughs> Uh, so also introduced on this bus ride are Jake, who is the jock. He's uh, he's a bit of an asshole, but he's not actually trying to be mean. He just gets carried away. And right. then there's Colin, who I will describe as he has silver aviator sunglasses and shoulder-length brown hair. All right, this is the That's guy. his personality he's trait. Zach. That's the guy <laughs> I want to win. That's his personality, by the way. That's it. All of it right there. And that's all he needs. <laughs> we also are introduced to Dawn and Dory, the girls who ride at the front of the bus. Their character personalities are the girls who ride at the front of the bus. Are they twins? They are not, I don't think. Are I believe they, they are best friends. Are they at least friends in the beginning? Or do they... The girls? Yeah. No, they're going to a different camp. They just happen to be on the same bus. Okay. Uh, Jay is a real dickwad to them, and... Uh, Okay, no, no, I'm going to stick with real dickwad to them. Is and they turn around and give the minor amount of sass required to not even really shut him up. I don't think anything phases Jay until the murders. Uh, uh, yeah. That one really gets so to there's Spoilers alert. Oh, yeah, you know, we always forget this, but uh, spoiler alert for Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I think this came out in the 90s, so this one's on you. We never even read the blurb. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. Wait, how old are these kids? Are they high school? I think they're like 12, maybe 10. They are not old. Uh, So anyways, that's our main cast. uh, They're riding along on this bus through the desert, and all of a sudden, 
The bus driver stops at just a concrete slab in the middle of nowhere, kicks everyone off the bus, throws all their luggage out. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I forgot. In a weird move, uh, at the very end of the first chapter, the bus driver turns around, and he's got like a blue mohawk werewolf face, and he starts screaming and roaring, and it shakes the bus. And then the first thing in the next chapter is he pulls his mask off. It's literally just, I was like, wow, we're starting off with werewolves? All right. This is kind of cool. And then it's not. It's just a bus driver trying to fuck with these kids. But he does have a mohawk. No. Oh, that's still part of the He's described as balding with like a black mustache and. That's a a unique mask to buy. Mohawk and werewolf face? Yes. That was notably foaming uh, purple ooze. Like it was full. That's someone put effort, yeah, that guy, like, this guy won a Halloween costume. Because also, all of these kids in full daylight believed that this dude was a werewolf. All right. And none of them questioned it. I've met some pretty dumb kids. Well, they did as soon as he took the mask off. They were pretty upset. And then he uh, kicks everyone out of the bus and he leaves them in the middle of the desert. Including Don and Dana? Yep, everyone gets kicked. Dory. Dory, sorry. Yeah, Don and Dory get kicked off the bus along with everybody else. And at first they're like, okay, maybe another bus is coming. What's happening? And then all of a sudden a bunch of creatures start crawling out of the desert. And they're, like, they're described as, like, they're basically angry red badgers with silver fangs and teeth. And they attack the platform. What the fuck? Just charge it in mass. I don't know why. I don't know where they came from. They're never given names. They are never explained. All I know is that just before everyone gets murdered... Some guy named Uncle Al, who shows up with a sh- rifle, fires it in the air, and they all go running away. Good, good for Uncle Al. This is a long Uncle Al then proceeds to not explain anything to anyone and says, get on the bus. How many people died in None. this massacre? Oh, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they a were few, there for. A few underwears okay. is not explained. lost their lives. A few, a few, few underwears. underwears. <laughs> yeah, Billy... Uh, Yes, I guess Billy does trip and fall off the platform when he gets scared. That's uh, that's what we learned in this scenario. He can be scared um, by a horde of ravenous monsters with silver fangs and teeth. That's a line I'm for I'm not going to lie, I already forgot who Billy was. Our main He's character, main character. goddamn. Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Billy from Billy. God damn it. <laughs> Red hat, sweatshirt. Very unmemorable. He has no Literally traits. already <laughs> forgotten. Yeah, he's just here. He's... You can, you could, you know what? New plan. I'm Billy. Zach, he's Billy in this instance. I'm not going to imagine you smaller, but I'm going to imagine no, your no. clothes. No, no. You smaller. put me in Billy's clothes <laughs> on this field trip. But the clothes are small, like child size. Mm hmm. Okay. You can see everything. I don't need this vision. <laughs> <laughs> there are no. Say he could cut glass. There's no secrets here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So they get to this camp and. They drop the girls off on the girl side of Camp Night Moon. And then Uncle Al drops them off uh, at the uh, at the camp. And he's like, all right, here's the rules, everybody. Uh, don't go wandering off after dark. Bears will kill and eat you. Uh, don't go near the Forbidden Bunkhouse. We don't talk about the Forbidden Bunkhouse. We don't talk about Fight Club. He did. I wondered about that. They talked to Someone then asked about the Forbidden Bunkhouse, and his response was, we don't talk about the Forbidden Bunkhouse. And then uh, right. that was it. They spread everyone out into their uh, their bungalows, their bunks. They're literally just in bunk four. Uh, and it's, of course, uh, Billy, myself, 
Yep. Uh, full adult Zach, Zach Billy, uh, hanging out with ten-year-old uh, Jay. And I okay, this bit's bad. I don't like this bit anymore. I just realized I put myself in a room with a bunch of kids. Everything's showing in front of all these ten-year-olds. Okay. No secrets in this. Right, you cabin. can picture what you want, but I'm not going to describe the story that way anymore. No secrets in this cabin. <laughs> So, Billy, Mike, Jay, and Colin, our silver sunglasses boy, all wander into their bunkhouse. I'm really hoping Colin makes it. And they meet their counselor, Larry, who is, I would describe as, just a lazy bastard. Alright, I really want you to know how I'm imagining these characters. Billy's still you, in the striped shirt. Uh, Colin is Phil Collins, but with the sunglasses, obviously wearing a wig. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we're just, that's it. So the others are normal. They're, gym, they're kids. It's me and Phil Collins in a room with some 10-year-olds. And Larry. I'm going to describe Larry now. Uh, we're going to call Larry, what's a good character trait for him? And then all of him? a sudden, Colin's like, you'll be in my heart. Oh, you'll be in my heart. From this day on. Yep. Anyways, I'm going to describe Larry's character trait as criminal negligence. Yeah. Okay. I got that. Got that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Larry says, hi. Uh, don't go out after dark. We get murdered by a monster. Uh, oh, I thought it was bears. There's another monster. Ah. It's called Saber. Yeah. You think it'd be really important? It's not. I'm assuming a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> you think the blink ass would be important? Guess what? It's not. <laughs> Are the badgers important? No, they never come up again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, they're uh, they're hanging out, and uh, Mike goes to get his bed ready, pulls the sheet back, and there's snakes in the bed. Oh! And one of them immediately bites him when Jay is, you know, hassling, accidentally knocks Mike into the snakes. One of them bites his hand, and his hand swells up, and he runs off to go find the nurse. And when Larry comes back, he's like, "Hey, where'd the little other, where'd the little shit go?" And uh, they're like, "He went to go find the camp nurse," and he's like, "There's no camp nurse here." Uncle Al doesn't give a shit. <gasps> yeah, that makes here, sense. In, here in Camp Nightmare, you're on your own. Don't fuck up. Is is the camp Camp Nightmare? Sorry, Camp Night Moon. Camp Moon. Right. Night Moon. Yeah, they stopped calling it that after a little while. Okay. Mostly just Billy's internal monologue. A lot of the book becomes a Billy's internal monologue about how stuff's freaking him out or how he's worried about various things. They're required to write letters home to their parents every day. Uh, camp Night Mandy. He sees a fake, or well, he sees a payphone on the wall. It is later revealed to be fake. All right. Uh, I probably should have just jumped ahead to that, but I'll be honest, it's it's not a big reveal because spoiler alert, nothing's a big reveal except for the final one, which is way too big of a reveal. <laughs> is it that there are two full-grown men hanging out with these children? You know, that actually is a little bit part of the reveal. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Mike goes off. He tries to find the nurse. It turns out there's no nurse. A bunch of random camp shit happens. They go out. They play scratch ball the next day, which is like baseball if you just throw it instead of hitting the ball. Like You just start with the ball and throw it off. Oh. There. Which I guess sounds like we couldn't afford a bat, but, you know, makes sense. Oh. <laughs> That's a poor kid game if I've ever heard it. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is. You know, I got no problem with it. That's totally fine by me. Except that you have to run all the bases at once. There's no stopping. So how do you lose or get out? You just have to go grab the ball. If someone catches the ball or hits you with the ball. 
Oh, you can't so we're just chucking running. balls at moving bodies. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, fun note, this, we're going to follow up this. Uh, Larry, who they've been badgering about, you know, fucking dude getting his hand bit by a snake, uh, Mike, they keep badgering Larry, their counselor, like, hey, man, can we fucking do something about this? What's going on? Why are, you know, why don't we got to write letters? And he apparently gets real annoyed with them at some point because uh, he manages to catch a ball and then turn, and Billy sees a look of pure rage go across Larry's face, and then he throws the ball as hard as he can at the back of Colin's skull. <gasps> Not Phil Collins. Not Did Phil he Collins. Kill Colin? No, but it fucks his day up. <laughs> and then he pretends like, oh man, it was an accident, real sorry. And Billy's like, I know that you meant to do that. And then Billy continues to trust him for most of the rest of this book, for reasons that... Don't make sense to me. He's an adult. Again, in my mind, Billy is also an adult. Again, Billy, uh, you know, Billy doesn't really, Billy's there Billy's there to watch the plot happen as far as I can tell. Which is going to be really confusing when we figure out the plot of this book. So anyways. Is Billy uh, the monster? No. Okay. Is Fair guess. Maybe? You know, Maybe. It depends really? on your I mean, point of view. It depends on what you think a monster is. Are the real monsters not the friends we made along the way? I mean, that's more accurate than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, actually going to have a philosophical episode, so... Uh. <laughs> anyway, settle in. Welcome to Philosophical Hour with Zach, Morgan, and Caleb. We're going to be talking about some uh, Philosophy 201 shit. Anyway, so if you've read Nietzsche... Uh, I, don't, I don't know about philosophy... Namaste. Nietzsche? Nietzsche? Ceviche? Nietzsche? Is it Nietzsche? I don't know what's happening. Yeah. We're not we're not educated. I <laughs> defy the fates. To uh oh wait, never mind. Cut this part out. Okay. Uh, this is clearly <laughs> wait. some story time no. with stupid energy. <laughs> You're right, this does have a story time with stupid's energy. <laughs> That might be the one that wins because we're really bad at we this. We know where we all graduated <laughs> from. <laughs> Maybe if we do better, we'll just flop the titles depending there on how go. well we do. We'll give ourselves a grade. Uh, Stupids or nuisances. I'm a C average. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight, baby. Not tonight. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so uh, they go down to the river and uh, Colin and Mike go to talk to Uncle Al with Larry He's like, all right, let's go take you little wounded shits to go look at. And Uncle Al sends Colin back. He's like, you look fine. Again, this kid is notably sees double vision for two straight days. Someone hit him in the back of the head with a what? baseball. And Mike doesn't come back. And they're like, this is real weird. And uh, Billy goes back to the camp. And uh, the bunkhouse is cleaned out. All of Mike's stuff's missing. <gasps> and now... Uh, dead. And now uh, Larry won't acknowledge that Mike was ever there. Good on Mike for getting out. <laughs> I don't think that's how this went down, man. I, I choose to believe what I choose to believe. You know what? Fair enough. So, uh... A little comparison never hurt nobody. Next night, uh... They're, uh... It's like, oh, hey, it's camp out night. Like, you guys are gonna camp in a tent outside for reasons that are unclear. The bunkhouse is 15 feet away. Uh... That sounds like a good Also, time. we're already at summer camp. Do you got to go get in a tent? Do you? And life. also, have they not just told them several times that they will get murdered if they're Uncle Al don't give a fuck. Uncle Al will watch a kid die Uncle Al before he ruins an activity. At the back of that was Larry. Oh. Uncle Al will kill a child, though. 
The Uncle Al will kill a child, no doubt. Good on him for getting out. So they uh, they they camp out, and Jay makes friends with another kid, Roger, who I'm also going to describe as like Jay, but somehow more of an asshole. Okay. But that's like me. And they're like, we got to go check out the Forbidden Bunkhouse. You guys want to come along? Oh, man, well, this isn't going to be a short episode. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> it never is. It, you're my favorite person. It's a 136-page book, and I read it in an hour and a half. Quite impressive. It, no, it's not. It's I should have been faster. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I was texting him in the middle of it. it was so Roger and Jay sneak out in the middle of the night to go check out the Forbidden Bunkhouse. And uh, Colin and... Uh, Billy, God, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, they sneak back into the bunkhouse. They're like, fuck this. It's cold. So they hang out in the bunkhouse, and they're listening. And then they just start hearing screaming. And then they hear another scream. And then Jay comes running back in, and they're like, oh, yeah, a big purple cat uh, caught Roger and ripped him in half. What the fuck? Yeah. Jay's not okay. He's not doing all right. I'm not going to act out Jay's panic. He's not all right. He's not doing good. Okay. And continues to not do good for the rest of the time. Okay. All right. And then the next day, Larry's, or uh, one of the other camp counselors, Frank's like, hey, you two are coming on a hike with me. Let's uh, let's go do, t- let's get to it. It's got like a three-mile hike ahead of us. To Colin and uh, Yeah, Billy. to Colin and Jay. Colin and Jay? Yeah. Okay. Billy doesn't get to go on this hike. Billy, instead, while he's hanging out by the water, actually runs into Don and Dory, who have escaped their camp and are terrified because people keep going missing at their camp. Jesus. All right. All right. I'm imagining Dory as just the fish. The fish! Stop! That's fine. This is fun. I like this replacement character game. It's just nothing's changed. Just Again, the fish. these... Nope, never mind. Not going to do that bit. Uh... I keep I keep remembering that there's no version of the story where if we replace me with Billy, it's not immediately it's the not worst thing I've ever it's said. It's still in my brain. <laughs> you, Phil Collins, and Dory are finding Dory. So, yeah, Don, Dory, and uh, Billy are all talking. And eventually they're like, okay, we'll meet up again in two days. And they go away. And he comes back and tries to use the payphone. This is when he discovers it's a fake. And Uncle Al's like, huh, fell for that, did you? Anyways, if you want to talk to your parents, go write a letter home. So he goes to write a letter to his parents and then goes to the mailroom to drop it off. No one's there, so he goes to throw it into the mailbag and then she discovers every letter, every letter. that everyone at camp's written and they haven't sent any of them. To be, wait, so like also to be fair, we're on like what, day three? You know, it does seem like it's day three, but he says that they've been there at least a week. Okay. So it, they, he's skipping time. Billy's an unreliable narrator. He's losing his fucking mind. By the way, like I don't... Would they have even like received the letters at this point? No. Yeah, I don't know why there's. I don't know why he. I mean, that maybe I don't know how fast the postal system works. I haven't used Imagine it. Imagine in the middle of nowhere, not very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it turns out not at all. No one's delivering them. <laughs> but uh, so he's freaked out about that, and he wants to tell Jay and Colin, uh, who never come back. Nor does Frank. They just never return. Uh, he uh, goes to sleep alone in the bunkhouse, and when he wakes up, uh, a guy named Tommy and I think Charlie. I don't know. They they don't matter. Two more kids, Tommy and Charlie, show up. We're just going to roll with those names. Oh, and he's like, hey, where are Jay and Colin? And he's like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. So we have Anyways, a- let's go on our canoe trip. Like nothing ever even happened. Yet Larry just never acknowledges that anyone's missing. And what so they- did Colin and Jay do? What did Colin do, for one thing? He was a grown adult. 
He yeah. did nothing. Phil Collins sung a good song, actually quite a number quite, of them, got hit in the back of the head with a baseball and got put down like a horse with a bad leg. Oh, my God. Right now, I'm like Jay. At least saw something kind of suspicious. That would explain. Yeah, Colin didn't do fucking shit. Colin did nothing. He wore sunglasses at night. That actually is a thing that happened. Okay, he's kind of a douche. Then, so that's such a good song. So many good songs. All right. Anyway, so now we're with Tommy and the Llama. Name's Charlie. Oh Jesus! Jesus. All right. Keep it going. Okay, so they go on this canoe trip with Larry and Tommy and the Llama Charlie. And uh, partway through, Larry's like, hey, there's something really cool over there. And he's pointing at some fishes, and then he falls out of the boat and starts drowning. I want to point out Zach said fishes. Larry? Yeah, he saw fishes. He saw Dory. I hate you. Fish. <laughs> God damn it, boy. It's fish. You, you bitch. Oh, plural. Is it not fishes? I really? thought we were fucking really? story time was stupid. I'm not the literacy. Oh, God, we're flipping everything on its head tonight. I know the literacy. I'm mad. I'm mad now. I'm mad now. Uh, you know what? No. Caleb's Tinder is going crazy. It's Grinder. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyways, so Larry starts drowning. Tommy and Charlie apparently can't canoe well enough to, like, slow their canoes down. So Billy's like, fuck Wait, it. hold on. You can't. I guess they're, are I they in a the river? Or they're like, in a river. Okay. They I was about to say. <laughs> they, can't, they can't slow down. <laughs> They're the dumbest kids you've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, so Billy drives in, saves Larry, drags him back to shore, and Larry's like, yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. Thanks, man. And then proceeds to still not fucking tell him shit. Like, I understand that, God, I don't know, I'd be torn between one, just letting the guy die, and two, he's the only adult we have to ever get us out of here. Yeah, because even, even, like, Larry's negligent, but Al seems to be overtly evil. Because notably, when they run into Al, he's like, hey, uh, I just almost drowned. Fucking Billy saved me. Two kids are way down the line. They're probably lost. We should send someone to go find them. And Uncle Al's like, that was the best canoe we had. Where'd it go? And he's like, I don't know. We could find it, like, later this week. He's like, I'm going to have to round up all the kids and find that canoe. He's like, and (laughs) and Billy's like, hey, what about Tommy and Charlie? And he's like, that was the best canoe we had. What about Jay and Colin? I literally don't even give a shit about Mike. I know he died. Who's Mike? Yeah, who's Mike? Right now we have an adult man, a missing adult man. Mike Wazowski. A fish. Oh, Mike Wazowski. Oh, man. This is a real fucking... I didn't realize this was fucking celebrity goosebumps when we wandered into this. I see Mike Wazowski. Man character myself. And for the first time, if we describe me, it's me standing with two grown men, which is the one time in this book that things aren't weird. That is actually okay. But now, notably, Billy keeps saying, like, and then things just got scarier. Except that, like, I think, I think things got topped off scarier when you were told a kid got ripped in half, actually. That was probably be the top of the line for me, but no. This next part, I guess, is the scariest one. Uh, so he goes back to his bunk. Tommy and Charlie never show up. Uh, they're gone Shocking. forever. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> It'd have been weirder if they came back at this point. <laughs> and the next day, everyone gets woken up, like, all at once. Who's you know, everyone? Who everyone at left? the camp. There's, like, well, every time, apparently, the kids get replaced as it goes. Oh. <laughs> There's still 22 kids here. Uh, and they get marched kids. out. And Uncle Al's like, all right. And he, they look forward, and Uncle Al's got a fucking rifle. And they're like. He had one the whole time? They're going to combine the Except that this time, he's like, all right, everybody. And, like. 
Billy's like, I should fucking run. Like it's probably time to it's probably time to just take my chances with the Wolverines. I was good at yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did he run? No, he doesn't get to in time because they stop and now everyone's watching him. And then they start handing rifles to all of the kids. Oh. Oh, this is cool. They're going to go hunting these badgers, huh? <laughs> no. Don and Tori have escaped from the female camp, and you need to track them down and bring them back. They're tranquilizer rifles. He does clarify. Uh, but I don't know if I'd believe him. Well... Billy didn't because he eventually says, no, I'm not doing this. Fuck you. I'm not going to do it. And Uncle Al's like, oh, you're fucking going to. And charges him. So Billy shoots Uncle Al. That makes sense. (laughs) Nothing at all happens because it turns out none of the rifles work. Because, oh, baby, it's fucking reveal time, everybody. Does it feel like I've led up to any sort of explanation? Have you gotten the hints? Okay, wait, wait, Does anyone understand the... Hold on, let's go back over our clues. We got (coughs) mysterious wolverine badger monsters with silver teeth and fangs. We have a mysterious bunkhouse, which is never spoken of. Again, we have a mysterious creature that ripped Roger in half. We've got missing children, a fake payphone, girls disappearing from the other camp. And is any of that relevant to this? No. No, not even a little bit. It's revealed as his parents come out of the woods, all the missing kids come out of the woods. They're like, congratulations, you passed. Passed what? Apparently, his parents are scientists, and the government said if the kid wanted to come with them on an expedition, he'd have to prove himself. And so, saving Larry proved his baby. They just cabin in the woods does. Yeah. It, they're like, yeah, saving Larry proof your bravery. Not going to the bunkhouse, uh, the forbidden bunkhouse proved that you could follow orders. And shooting or and turning on Uncle Al when he gave a truly evil order also showed that you knew when not to follow orders. And that, so, like, his parents are there. Mike and everyone comes out. They're like, yeah. They're like, and again, this isn't like the biggest reveal. At the end, they're like, yeah. Where are we going? He's like, so where's this trip to? And they're like. It's like the most dangerous place on the planet, or in the in the world. Chicago. The most dangerous place in the galaxy, on the opposite side of the galaxy, is this place called Earth. Did not see that coming. And he's like, oh, it can't be worse than Camp Nightmare. And that's the end of the book. Billy, we got some bad news for you. It's probably a lot worse. It's a little bit worse. You know, <laughs> it's not as... <laughs> Doesn't no, seem as a... I haven't fought any Wolverines today. <laughs> Neither did he. I had some pizza that burned my tongue, and then I read a book, and that was my hardship for the and day. And then you had some carne asada. I did have some carne asada. We are flush with Mexican food here. <laughs> Anyways, so. Um, so, uh, Caleb, while you're digesting this. <laughs> yeah. All right, Caleb. Uh, that was a lot. Hey, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Uh, I feel stupider. <laughs> I, I feel, well, the fact that this is for sure stupid, story time with stupids. This is story time with stupids. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't. Are you okay? No. What haunts me Can't is say that. I am. It's today. I think the fact that this is an alien planet really does hammer home the fact that Mike Wazowski, Charlie the, Charlie the Llama, it was a. And Phil Collins. Phil Collins. And Zach. And Zach and Child's 10-year-old adult (laughs) Zach. Name's Billy. Honestly, it kind of goes perfectly together. I hate it. Oh, man. You know, I was was like, man, I'm in page 120 of 100 or of of 136. And I'm like, and no clue has lined up. Nothing's been resolved. This does make sense because, because... We, as 
as the Earth, send things into space so that if aliens find it, they know about our culture. And what wouldn't we send but Phil Collins, our greatest artist... Pictures. You then get hit just to hang out with a bunch of kids at <laughs> a day camp? We all know that we're giving them Jack Black. No, He's our this, leader. This is just like videos and pictures, and then they just like hologram them in to prepare him for Earth. So we send them Monsters, Inc., the greatest cinema this is, getting, this is getting so dumb. So this this is so wildly off top. Wildly irrelevant. God. He's prepared to watch the greatest movie. He knows about it. He can blend in. Phil Collins. Your foot is touching me. This is my brain is <laughs> fucking sliding of out. Of course, they send a picture of Zach. Doing like the 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 jumping jack pose. They I'm so upset. Anatomy pose. I need a foot massage. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. You put your two dumbest siblings right, together what was, in one What was your room. thought on the book, Morgan? Yeah, together we have two brain cells. <laughs> Silence, one of them. <laughs> um. I think they're both silenced. <laughs> God, I need both of them running, huh? Oh man. I actually quite enjoyed the storyline. Really threw me for a loop. I can't say I did. I yeah, I'm I'm the one who had to get there. I could do you want me to read the book? It took me um, it took me half the time to talk about it as it did to read it. There's a lot to unravel. It was a lot, yeah. And I mean like Phil Honestly, Collins I'm was surprised there. that you didn't have to fucking put it down a couple of times and be like, What the fuck is I happening? Did. Okay. I did. Okay. That was included in the hour and a half. Anyways, um, well, in uh, in the interest of not overstaying our welcome, uh, let's let's uh, let's wrap this puppy up. Caleb, if you had to fight, uh, if you got the choice, all twenty two of these kids, including Phil Collins and Zach, or would you rather fight Saber, the monster I didn't describe but did rip a kid in half? I was gonna say, are we to assume Saber? About forty red silver clawed badgers. Um, I'll take on Saber. You're, you're going to go for, oh, by the way, Saber's on the cover of the book. It's about the size of a tent. I just wanted, I just truly want to fight Saber so I'll die knowing what it looked like. You know, that's fair. Nothing. It did look, it wasn't real. I guess you're fucking <laughs> right, so I win. <laughs> I win. I'm just going to go sit in what I'm assuming is a nice trailer 20 into the woods. Caleb's in an Airstream <laughs> sipping a mojito. <laughs> All right. Well, well, you guys are fighting badgers and Phil Collins. I'm right, imagining Morgan. the badgers are also not real. You're fighting in the badgers or the kids? Those are Can aliens. I fight the bus driver? He's part of the badger team. I'll take the kids. I feel like most of them are pretty stupid. Damn it. All right. I'm going to actually have to fight the only thing I'm sure can kill me. <laughs> <laughs> the only, there's a literal horde of fangs and claws. Zach, the Although, children's team has you as well, so that's an equal and match already. Oh, right. That's I guess fight. if I fight the kids, I have to fight me. So that already makes Except sense. me in child's clothing. clothing. Someone be so uncomfortable. Both of us. <laughs> like, I assume he's physically uncomfortable. Billy Zach isn't in, in a good place emotionally, physically, he's in a bad mental headspace. And I'm fighting a me that's almost naked. And Phil Collins with a concussion. And Phil Collins with, with a really bad concussion. He and Phil Collins, the gorillas. All right, everybody. <laughs> this has been Storytime with Stupids. Thank you for joining us.
I'm sorry. <laughs>